Sean Burke and Christian Senrude. Burn this fucker down. Oh, it was uh, a total electrical fire. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. that No, it's totally what it was. She said <laughs> it was an electrical fire. Well, with minor technical difficulties, we have returned. Uh, yeah, what a beautiful day in Long Beach. It started out uh, rainy and shitty, but yeah. cleared up. Look it's at a little, us. little winter weather. Look at we're having weather this year. Yeah. What a... I mean, continuing our middle-aged podcasting... <laughs> Have you guys heard about atmospheric rivers? <laughs> fucking wild. Ah, oh, fucking... Uh, my brain is working. It's working good. Yeah. What was the uh, polar polar vortex? That was, the, oh, yeah. that was the hot one a while ago. There's all these, like, random terms, like bomb cyclone, polar vortex, that never existed. It was always, yeah. like, a blizzard. And yeah, and then there were like moons, like oh, here's the blood moon, here's the yeah. blood harvest moon, here's the, is the wolf moon is the wolf moon one? Yeah, yeah. It, it's just I don't know. I think it's just they're they're repackaging the old shit. Just the like, marketing department at the Weather Channel yeah, got some extra like, funding. We need to get we need to really pump some new blood in here and get some excitement behind what let's, we're up to. Uh, let's explore some black metal sounding names for <laughs> things. All right, we got blood moon, or blood hawk, blood moon. Blood Wolf Moon. Well, it's early February. To give you a sense of how long this takes me to put it out, <laughs> been uh, chipping away. But yeah, man, uh, we're we're back and we're we're fresh out of. We were socializing last night like adults. That's true. I, um, there were children. We were around children. People led us around their children. We kept we kept a pretty good distance away oh, yeah. from the children. I mean, but they were there. We, yeah, they, we didn't they were in the same really area. interact much aside from uh, Kyle's kids, who very adorable. Very. Yeah, just dressed like little artists, which mm-hmm. was pretty hilarious. Uh, Looked but, like they came from a gallery opening. Yeah, scarves and yep. A lot of a lot of layers, a lot of yeah. striped shirts. Han Solo jeans. Looks like a little like the. How old is that kid? The youngest one. Looked like he was wearing a blazer. Like <laughs> he was gonna yeah, talk to me about the uh, Van Gogh's Blue Period or whatever. But I don't um, know. I think he's like young enough that they're still measuring in in weeks. So yeah, and, you know, I don't know when they stop that. When they're like, is it is it 120 weeks? I'm just gonna start using it to make myself feel better. I'm younger. <laughs> Oh, Sean. I'm 12,000 weeks old. That's a Billy Crystal line in uh, City Slickers, which I watched. Uh, Solid. Yeah, it's great. I was I like, I've, I mean, I watched that growing up, and, uh, you know, I always liked that movie, and I, you know, I've, I've been aware of midlife crises, but, like, I was like, oh, he's younger than me <laughs> yeah. in this movie. <laughs> it seems like Billy Crystal, he will just be perpetually like 40 years old like even when billy crystal was like 20 he looked like he was 40 oh like, yeah i watched uh when harry met sally and uh, i'm like this dude's always been this like yeah which is like i don't know it's kind of you know if you if you want to turn your life around there's some fucking hope like yeah i mean 
it's just weird what kind of aging out of those times where like those people that are everywhere when you're a certain age where you're like this person is just a national treasure like he's yeah. on every channel um and then they just disappear and you're like oh shit yeah well, i hope he's okay yeah but i mean thankfully he has the uh nice parachute that is millions of dollars yeah. so i'm sure he's even if he's not doing amazing he's doing better than other people that don't have that kind of uh safety net yeah speaking of poverty let's dive into fentanyl <laughs> yeah fentanyl that's what we're talking about um you know today I, I i wanted to talk about this because it's sort of like it's one of these things it's like you hear about it all the time and like i i just kind of turn a deaf ear to stuff where i'm just like i get it fucking fentanyl fentanyl whatever like it's a problem but like I, I think we are living through a historical period in, ter- in terms of, like, you know, the opioid crisis is and was, like, this huge wave. But, like, I mean, I lived in Pennsylvania when it was going on. Like, I had kids in my – we, we knew people that overdosed on heroin. Like, we like people were – we'd find stamp bags in our – and, like, it wasn't, like, a bad school. Like, it was yeah. fairly affluent. Like, it was mostly rich pe- – like, uh, you know, of means people – you know upper middle class but like you know it it, it wasn't we weren't aware of the, how severe the problem it was and like the uh the the effects that were going to come from it like like ru- lives are ruined like towns are oh, demolished yeah. like entire communities in appalachia are fucked like yeah it's a, like and i mean that's not like fentanyl is just a byproduct of yeah, that yeah, like it, where uh that's the fucked up part is like pharmaceutical companies just Hey, we're just gonna make this thing, not think about repercussions or anything, and well, then nobody was held accountable for yeah, it. Like, well, somewhat. So, co, we can get back to the history of fentanyl because, like, I I didn't realize that fentanyl because it seems like a new thing because it's like that hot button word. It pops up in the news to scare people, yeah. and like that's also kind of why I wanted to talk about it because it's like, is it as big of a problem or is it just like the the Coca Cola name to add to the opioid crisis, like? You know, yeah, uh, and it is kind of it's seemingly the most potent that is out there right now. Uh, so fentanyl was has been around since ni- like 1950s, the 1950s. It was a developed by um, a Belgian pharmacist as a, a a cancer treatment, and it's a way to um, it's an insane painkiller and anesthe- uh, for anesthesia as well. And it, it, it works better than mo- – it's, uh, I think, what, t- 100 times more potent than morphine? Yeah, 50 to 100 times is what yeah. I kind of saw. I think it's 50 times more potent than heroin and 100 times more potent than morphine, which is saying a fucking lot. Like, yeah. morphine does the job. Like Yeah. So when s- I, I broke my leg and had morphine, and it feels like just a warm blanket falling over you, and it feels like the most amazing thing ever. Yeah. It's, <laughs> and I, that was in a clinical guys, situation. it's great. Like <laughs> – People ruin their yeah. lives over it. So Listen, now. I get it. And it's down here. So, like, for people to be like, I want fentanyl is fucking crazy. But, uh, you know, it was developed back then, and it's le- it was legal. It's still legal. And it's still used for cancer treatments and stuff yeah. like this. I mean, outside of, like, a clinical thing, it's totally fucked up. Like, I understand why clinically they need to use it. Like, oh, yeah. Um, in surgery and stuff like that, when you need to put somebody completely out because you're basically taking out their heart or their uh spinal cord or something like that like you need something that you know is going to put them down but 
the problem comes when it's just like, oh, and then it's uh, it's on the street corner now. Well, yeah. Well, that's the, that's the issue. It was like, because I think up until like the 1990s or even up until like the the last 10 years or so, all the sources were um, licit, which is legal. Like all, they yeah, were officially. Up until 2019, you could buy it on the internet. You can still buy it in Mexico, like over the counter. Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. Like it, it's, which is adding to the problem, but like. Uh, yeah, it was so released in 1960. It was developed in 1959, and it's been like a. It's a great for what it's actually meant for. It's really valuable, and like it, you know, I even illegally, I've heard like I was listening to this podcast series called. Uh, I'll plug it in at the end, but it's like a Vice series, and they do like you know a whole twelve episode arc of it. But like essentially, some guy. I think he was in enough pain. He was in an amount of pain that he was seeking out uh, assisted suicide. And he wasn't able to get fentanyl legally, but he got it illegally. And he, you know, he had people in his corner enough who knew enough about it that he was able to, like, get proper dosage and, like, monitor him his own, like, I'm not going to get addicted. This is seriously just for monitoring, like, for... Uh, yeah. trying to manage a amount of pain that I can no longer live with. So there are like, you know, isolated stories of like, this is, this could potentially be helpful for people outside of like, you know, uh, being prescribed or uh, I don't even know if you get prescribed or if they just, uh, you know, use it during the, uh, yeah. I mean like that's the whole issue, um, with like people in chronic pain. Like that's where like Oxycontin kind of came yeah. from of like, and like, being able it, to afford it through your insurance versus oh i can just buy it on the street yeah it's yeah it's kind of a super messed up system that absolutely the pharmaceutical <laughs> companies were able to push this thing that was basically used as like the banner for all pain do you have any type of pain here take this and then when In terms it came of out opioids or just yeah opioids um but like and then it comes out like oh this stuff is highly addictive and it changes your brain chemistry because yeah this is the only purpose for living now and now the pharmaceutical companies are like our bad sorry yeah, no, we tried they, and they were flat out lying they were flat oh, out yeah. lying that says it's not addictive and maybe their information was bad at the time but like it, it seems i, I well I, they were also raking in billions of dollars yeah, too which and it, kind of at, at this point we need to acknowledge that like these companies are willingly doing this. They know what, like, yeah. the it's, like, it's risk-reward, and they're going to be able to, like, I'm going to risk having to pay. Let's, I think the Sioux Nation in uh, the Dakotas is make, taking up the largest class-action lawsuit in all of history against, uh, you know, these doctors that overprescribed opioids during this time because, like, it just, just demolished yeah. these communities. And they were largely targeted, even like through the government programs, because a lot of them are on government assistance. Yeah, so they were and that's just the like, same. Uh, like through the oxy thing, it was like f super targeted to Appalachia and Florida, where it's like these are places that we can kind of test this out on and see what happens. Yeah, but the point is, I, like these companies, pharmaceutical companies, like, you think that they have our best. Like they're, oh, they're healthcare. They they care about. They, no, they're they're corporate. Entities yeah, they're businesses. That, yeah, they need to make profits, and they never. Bottom line, like they don't really give a fuck. Like, yeah, it, they're gonna risk. Okay, the largest class action lawsuit in all of history, versus what they've already made. So, like, in like, 
that you, you got to think about it like in a very black and white capitalist bloodthirsty way like they're like okay this could topple us eventually but like in the yeah. meantime we make billions of dollars they don't really care about the repercussions because they're probably going to be able to sell the fucking uh the uh the solution again because it's like oh you're hooked on this well now we can sell you the yeah. methadone on top of it and it's like there's no and like there's really no uh no one's gonna be held accountable it like, seems like there's a fundamental problem with capitalism <laughs> it's like that's uh, that's pinko talk Sean. we need to keep feeding this monster uh at all costs yeah and but like it like it's this odd cocktail or crock pot of irony because it is just like like greed is like a drug and like drugs are a drug and like yeah the more like you feed off capitalism the more like it metastasizes and turn into something bad because it's like okay like fentanyl good idea like it's a good product that does a certain thing but then like somebody figures out oh i can sell a grain of this for however much and i don't fucking you know i i'm going through my shit fuck i don't care if you over like if you overdose that's your fault like yeah so yeah it's this it's very telling of our culture i guess just like you know capitalism and drugs and our war on drugs it's a lot of like we can light this bridge on fire today and not worry about tomorrow type of thing like and then we'll create jobs we'll just build another bridge tomorrow yeah. it's not a thing like that's a really dumb way to look at the world of like but that is essentially the growth model i mean i guess i do that constantly with like junk food like i could <laughs> eh, i'll run tomorrow that's how i do i'm gonna eat this donut today but i can i can run tomorrow yeah i can have way too many drinks tonight i'll just sweat it out tomorrow and yeah like i'm sure it's not gonna have any long-term effects on my sure. heart i'm sure the rest of my internal organs are gonna be cool with that anyway uh speaking of which just gonna <laughs> but um yeah so like again up until very recently you were able to it's it was very available and yeah. like even um like listening to that podcast like uh one of the people that became like a, like one of the kingpins of like uh no he was a. Uh, I th he was at work operating out of Oregon, and um, he he kind of a uh, was one of the keystone pieces that brought down like a whole like network of international uh, you know money laundering and trafficking and you know import because uh, like but he had f he just found that you could buy fentanyl off the internet like yeah it, 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 it wasn't even dark web at that point like um I, I think it was like even 2018 yeah like 2019 is when like china was like you're killing too many of us <laughs> like you're killing too many chinese citizens so you can't sell it on your website because like imagine just yeah. going and getting fentanyl from like whatever pharma something.com and be like uh add to cart yeah then 300 pills of but like that's still there are still some so china did crack down cra like crazy and like being a dictatorship the way they are like when they crack down it's they like kill people yeah and, people yeah. disappear it, like they you know but it does um china's involvement on in like the production of fentanyl because they are still they don't produce it domestically because they don't want it to be a domestic problem for them for in china because I didn't realize, like, I, I learned that uh, 
so uh, they had a huge myth like epidemic in asia especially in china where and it was it's a very um it's a it's a stain on their cultural history because it's you know they're very proud like every nation is proud of its history and very you know they you you pat your you beat your chest and you're like we're wherever we're from and that's all well and good but china their meth problem is a huge stain because it was a a foreign thing that got brought in and it just because uh once the british took they didn't take over but once they conquered china a bit and imperialized they brought in opium from india and boy like because when i think opium i think you know chinese opium dens and shanghai shanghai and shit like that and but it's from india through the british yeah and like it fucked up the country and like i'm sure there's still like ramifications that are they're still dealing with but like once they realized that fentanyl was having a similar kind of effect and they were doing it to their own people they're like no more yeah and i mean good on them but then they were like part of me is like did they are they knowingly being like yeah but if we fuck up our you know not enemies but like people that we stand to gain from if we have the upper hand i mean yeah i mean like who knows china foreign policy but like it seems to reason like who are our biggest competitors yeah and what like what can we do to ruin their entire way of life yeah, i think because like, it's ruined parts of our entire way of life yeah like i think the most recent uh statistics were like 31,000 uh over 31,000 overdoses in 2018 from opioids and like large uh, most of those are um are um fentanyl i mean i'm, I'm maybe not all, most of them i'm yeah. speaking out of pocket but a lot of them are going to be opioid related like i saw a, a stat who knows i haven't checked this i don't know if it's verified but 150 people uh a day die from fentanyl yeah it's uh, and i don't know if that's worldwide like there was no asterisk to kind yeah. of give me context but um that's still a shit ton of people a day from one thing. Well, it's the number one killer of people 18 to 45 right now. Like it, like yeah. it, it's more, more, more than car accidents, more than diabetes, booze, diabetes, heart disease. It's, it's fentanyl. And it, it's, it's also because, um, I, and again, I didn't realize this. It's like, it's such a versatile drug and it, it because it's so powerful and it, it is like it comes in patches it comes in powders it could be uh, used intravenously there's liquid form like it comes in all these forms which means it could be mimicked to any other like it's why it's in heroin it's why it's in ecstasy it's why it's in xanax it's why it, like, it, like you you have you know drug dealers speaking of capitalism they want to maximize their profits. So if they're giving away, you know, pure cocaine, which I don't even, doesn't even fucking exist anymore, as far as I know. I mean, unless you're getting it from the coca fields. Yeah, like, but even then, like the people that have direct access to that, like you have to go direct. Yeah, make yeah. it yourself. Because everybody's cutting it. Yeah, that's one thing I found out is like, because it's such a a deadly thing. Like they were saying, two grains of rice is enough to kill a human yeah but like that's why it's such a thing that it just goes through these processes of getting cut down where like it's such a small little piece that gets to the final user uh and then that still kills them which is terrifying like it's such a diluted process already yeah and like 
which is also what's fucked up is because somebody probably is able to buy like a, a brick of heroin or a brick of cocaine and they think they're just getting heroin or cocaine with whatever usually is in there and they might cut it with fentanyl so like they're adding fentanyl to something that already has been cut with yeah. fentanyl and that's probably where a lot of you know this shit's causing problems and it's like you know you could say don't do drugs and you can say whatever but people are like very clearly they're not gonna stop like, yeah well that's the thing too is like once the kind of um the recipe for fentanyl's out there you can shut down certain parts of it and then from that podcast i was listening is like you can basically just kind of tinker with it to make it again so like yeah trying to completely eradicated is kind of impossible at this point because the recipes are already out there and people know how to make yeah. it. And, uh, I mean, listening to those podcasts, like <clears throat> the recipe alone, like people, they're like the pe people in China aren't able to sell fentanyl anymore, but they are able to sell the knowledge of how to make fentanyl like this, uh, yeah. in that vice series, they met up with a guy and it, he, he charges $60,000 to teach you how to make fentanyl. And I think the ingredients are largely available. It's like kind of like meth where it's like... Yeah, because China can still sell all the ingredients. Yeah. The, what is it? The Sousa? I, I can't remember the name of it. But like the main thing that kind of binds it together is still readily sellable but from the pharmaceutical companies. But um, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, China's still making money off of this. They're just kind of funneling it through uh, Mexico because because the cartels, they're just loving it. Like it, um, they have yeah. they have no reason not to. Because uh, it's to the point where people aren't asking for like, oh, I need that strong fentanyl heroin. People are just like, I need fentanyl. <laughs> like, not, yeah. I don't even need heroin anymore. I just need fentanyl. I mean, some people do just do hair, just do fentanyl and which is what like i if you check the there's a fentanyl subreddit and going through there i'm like you people are fucking insane like i don't i mean i'm maybe i'm square i, I that's fine like if if not being down for fentanyl makes me square but like and it also depends on like if it's somebody living in chronic pain okay i get it because yeah. that like i've been in not chronic pain but like when you have pain last for like longer than a week that like limits everything you do where you're like, wow, this is yeah. a terrible existence. And I get it. Like I, it, if your quality of life is affected and you find like this, you know, affordable thing that you can do, like, I'm not, I'm not judging. We, the reason somebody will turn to fentanyl or find fentanyl, like, you know, there are, they're varied. There are many, you know, some people have damaged lives and are just trying to escape. Like it is, you know, on a metaphorical area or, you know, in a more metaphorical talk, you're trying to kill the pain, whether it is physical, spiritual. And I understand that. And I'm not trying to demonize you. It's just a very, very dangerous and uh, irresponsible way to do it yeah. because it is. Uh, you it's know, like if there was no electrical grid and people are like, well, I need electricity. <laughs> So I'm just going to do it myself. Yeah, I'm like, going to make. Yeah. And then, you know, people get electrocuted or, you know, and yeah. I get it. Like, and some people make a lot of money selling bootleg electricity. And there's the, like the kind of argument for if everything was legal, like there was no kind of prohibitive in that respect where everything was legal and you just kind of regulate it, knowing that people are going to do this anyway of like, I don't even know how what that looks like or how to do that. But like 
taking that stigma away from it and making it so it's like something that can be a little more dialed in would solve all these problems. Yeah. But I mean, destigmatizing is huge because, um, like the there were I think uh, this person Bailey was died in I think either Minnesota or Dakota, and that kind of started the domino effect that led to the the PDX black uh, I was his like online handle who was selling. <coughs> Uh, he was like a huge fentanyl dealer that was just selling it through the mail which apparently is super easy to do like listening to these podcasts I'm like you were giving people so much information on how like (laughs) uh, accessible this is and like how much money you can make but essentially like he was just sending it in birthday cards just like mashing it down into a powder and sending it in birthday cards super innocuous like nobody uh, knows but um Like making it available. Oh, destigmatizing. The person that right. died, um, he, the guy, his friend, he, he, you know, he was hooked on heroin and, you know, like they interviewed his mom and like she had no, like he literally said going to your parents and being like, I'm hooked on this. Like there is such a stigma that people that are uh, addicted can't go to the people that act like care about them to get help because there is such a stigma to it yeah so instead they feel like they're stuck off alone where if they were you know if we were more if we treated it more like a mental illness where people are trying to get help like if addiction was viewed as a mental illness and you know had medical uh which i think now after the opioid crisis like where you see like Where's the epicenter of heroin overdoses in America? It's in Indiana. It's in like it's in these blue collar towns where like that kind of kind of brought to light all these situations where like, oh, this isn't just like street people that yeah. are like doing these things for fun. It's like Jim down at the hardware store who blew out his back and now he's hooked on heroin. Like, yeah, it's it's not hard. I mean, Jordan Peterson got hooked on whatever fucking opioid pills and like it, it's not which should trickle down to all the other drugs. It's like, these aren't bad people. People that are hooked on drugs aren't bad people. Like they were probably, you know, whatever. I'm not not trying to make generalizations. Some people were born into a bad situation. Some people were born like it's why do we allow alcohol and not like, you can't do that. You can't be like, yeah, sure. I get loaded and beat my wife, but uh, at least I don't take pills or whatever. Like, yeah, but we do like culturally we do do that where it's like, I, you know, I, seeing a guy spracked out on whatever meth i'm like well at least i'm not that like we all fucking compare and contrast to you know rationalize what we're doing and i'm sure like people on on heroin and fentanyl do the same thing where it's like i'm sure they don't view themselves as like the bottom of the bottom and they're not like they're just people that are trying to fucking navigate an unsure world and they found something that at least for a short time makes them feel pretty fucking comforted yeah sure. or just takes away that the pain that they have every yeah. second of every day where they're like now i can actually focus on doing what i want to do with my life yeah. like the problem is the sources of it are creating a lot of violence in you know other parts of the world and here actually you know and uh you know 
But destigmatization. <laughs> All right. Yep. One more time. <laughs> destigmatization is a big piece part of the puzzle because you know at least people would be able, like, <laughs> like even having test strips is probably like if you pull out a test strip, it's like oh this fucking square's afraid. And it's like yeah. Yeah. I saw some argument like yeah, but you got to wait five minutes. Or you could die. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I guess it's the same for people who don't wear seatbelts. They're like, oh, I'm just driving down the road. Yeah, and like, there's, you know, we're, there's an, we have so many fucking people in the world that uh, we're gonna, that element has always existed. So they're just gonna be more of those type of people. But like, if we could just, if you're gonna do adult drugs, maybe have an adult attitude about it yeah. and fucking, it just, you know, and I understand that like, alcohol plays into it so your judgment's impaired and you know i i don't know i'm not fucking trying to judge this isn't that's what we're not we're we're not dictating policy here yeah it's just we're speculating it's an interesting like this is happening like we're living through a piece of history where we're going to be like the like this is the crack outbreak of the 80s all over again just with it's against white people so suddenly people give a shit yeah like fucking Chappelle says where it's like oh it's affecting indiana like we need to do something about this yeah but when it's not filtered in through the cia and attacking you know at-risk neighborhoods cointel copro or whatever um yeah i mean like a lot of this is you think like oh just fucking legalize everything and then we can kind of deal with it that like if there's a way where you can set it up to be like a little more regulated I think you lose the uh, stigma of like drug addicts type of thing and you get to see people that are like, cause like you see like a news article of like, Oh, so-and-so died. Oh, how'd they die? They overdosed on heroin. Like you discredit their life. You're like, Oh, well, they died of, unless their body of works. Like, yeah. Unless unless they're Prince or Tom Petty where you're like, Oh, they went to a doctor and mysteriously died. (laughs) Yeah. They had bad people in their corner, but no, I mean, yeah, if you value the body of work, you make stipulate like because um, professional skateboarder Jeff Grasso, it would turn like initially, it was like heart complications they said, but it, it later came out that it was fentanyl. Uh, Jake Phelps, editor of Thrasher, also same thing. He died alone in his house, and then much like months, months later, they were like it was actually acute fentanyl overdose, and you know. Uh, the people have been arguing within skateboarding that like you're sweeping this under the rug. We're, we're ignoring the problem. Like, you know, people aren't testing their shit. People are doing drugs alone. They, you know, uh, and like, uh, um, I mean, that was the big thing that broke when, uh, how many were those comedians that passed away? Like, yeah. in that weekend, four or five in LA comics. They got, that was like the big kind of, Oh shit. This is a huge, like it's, it's, or at least when I noticed it. But. It's here. It's it's just your shit is has fentanyl in it, and like all it's gonna take is one bad batch from some like, you know, like trust your dealers and you know source. But like some, I've been out with people, and they're like, there are their guy couldn't show up, so they just does anybody know anybody? Yeah. And it's just like, you know, in those situations, it, please test your shit. Like I don't yeah. I don't want to go to your funeral. Like. Yeah. This is about me. <laughs> yeah. This is about how I feel. I don't want to be put out. Yeah, I don't want to be inconvenienced, okay? Uh, but 
also, um, yeah, t- the the issue also is, you know, the United States, um, in our whole culture is is childish. Like we have a very childish culture. Like our the pretty much the nature of this podcast is pretty childish. Like, hey, we're having fun partying, whatever. Yeah, and like. All well and good. Like, good times is fucking great. Whatever. But, like, uh, the irony, I guess, is, like, we can't trust the children of of our culture, which is what we are. Like, we are not... Yeah, nobody knows what they're doing. We're... No... Like, the no child left behind policy has been in place, and now, like, we've been held back, and, like, we're not adults. Like, America is a, a nation of... Just stunted children. Yeah. Our whole culture is just youth-oriented. That's why it's called the American dream is we still have these fucking... Yeah. Well, I'm 45 and I'm in debt, crippling debt, but I, I can probably still be a millionaire. I can turn it around. I like billionaires because I can be one. Yeah, like, they're cool. Yeah. We shouldn't tax them. But yeah. like... They shouldn't pay their taxes. But my, that's my point is like we've, we've created a whole culture of just people that like... Like our, our government treats us like... Like, uh, you know, just bad kids. Like, yeah, they can't be trusted on their own. That's why we don't like drugs are like, we got to put them in timeout and put people in jail. We can't give them treatment and trust that they're going to, like, yeah, uh, uh, you know. Well, I think that also plays into kind of the weird Christianity vibe that this entire country is founded on and still is dictated heavily by where it's like, well, they made a bad decision, so we can't really help them. Like, yeah, and that lifts you up your by your bootstraps and like. Which I mean, American Christianity is not what Christianity I think is in general. Like, it's just pick it, and choose what yeah. applies to your life. Like, help your neighbor. Well, unless they're a different race, yeah, or unless uh, they want to get married and have the same rights as you, or unless you know. Yeah, unless they have an unplanned pregnancy that will destroy their lives. Oh, you got to have that baby. Like. Yeah, and you know, again, within within those. We're, we're generalizing there are a lot of good christians and there's a lot of good everything but like you know overall it has been used as a system to keep people down and repressed and like the repressed nature it plays into the stigma sti- like stick the stigma yeah sexual drugs all these things that like you're not supposed to do like read from the book of knowledge shit like that or taste yeah. of the book the fruit of knowledge but you're you're right and like how you address that and you know shift from it in in a uh, the issue also is when you realize that it becomes kind of like um an us versus them instead of like a how do we all yeah you build your whole identity about something and then you kind of yeah get skewed behind it but how do we come together and change the view and make ourselves like everybody like you know we all understand like again this is not just a, a sentinel issue it's just like a, a cultural issue like how do we both understand that w- we agree that the thing we're talking about is a problem and reach some sort of like mutual understanding and how to move forward so like you know china it's simple it's like we don't want fentanyl here we're gonna murder everybody that's producing it uh, yeah and you know it's no longer a problem and and, and we can ship it off to it's probably gonna work out for them yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm sure nobody's going to be You know resentful. how when, when you want to keep something and you just hold on to it tighter and tighter and tighter, it stays with you forever? You know how that always yeah, works yeah. out. That's why I'm in a long-term committed relationship. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> I if, found, if I just squeeze this until I my want, knuckles bleed. Oh, no. I lennied the, the rabbit again. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. But, yeah. It is a... I mean, it's like a problem that like we're all aware of, but nobody's really. I mean, there's not a lot you can do about it aside from testing your drugs or stop doing. I don't know. It's just, it's hard to say stop doing the drugs because they're just like yeah. Or maybe we just try something different than we've always tried. Like that's the the main thing of like. I'm going to go back to the wire for when they uh, opened up that neighborhood in that episode or a couple episodes of the wire where they're like, all right, you're going to be able to use uh, all the heroin and stuff that you want here. And we're going to have people that distribute the needles. We're going to have people that make sure you're not overdosing, like in controlled environments. And it was like, this is a fictional television show I'm referencing. So there's no way that this applies to anything, but that kind of premise of like, what if we control it more? let you still do the thing you're going to do anyway yeah but have a backup plan in place rather than just being like well all the, we got to go clean up the bodies now like yeah it, again i'm not an elected work? official did it work yeah they saw overdose deaths like again this is all anecdotal cuz it's a television yeah. show but like i think that's been done in other places where like i mean that's the the whole deal in amsterdam right it's like is it all legal? Is everything? I I'm not sure. I mean, not the I, purge level legal. Yeah, but. I just I don't like m- truffles are like they were legal. I don't know if they are anymore. Um, weed is legal, but I, I think also just you're not um, you're not gonna get thrown in jail. Like if you yeah. ha- if you are on heroin, you get treated with. And that's like, a whole other a, thing of like people like. It's weird that there's not a federal law that says, hey, if you report an overdose, you don't go to jail. Like, there's some states that have that where it's like, if you report somebody's overdosing, we want to save that life. So we're not going to like everyone's afraid to call the police when you're high on fucking fentanyl and your friend's nodding off and not responding. Because you've been treated like a child who's going to get punished by the parent. Yeah. So that person dies and then you guys just bounce like if there's a like more of that federal protected law where it's like yeah just report it we're not going to do anything um but uh, again we're not elected officials or policymakers so yeah but well, our research is largely largely just you know yeah un- unchecked but um the one thing that i always thought was like an interesting i think i heard a podcast about it a couple years ago about like uh emt coming to revive somebody and they brush skin with somebody who was high in fentanyl and they like the way that the story painted was like this emt just brushed bare skin against this dude who was sweating overdose on fentanyl and then just that contact was enough to get him high on fentanyl and then he passed out on the way to the hospital so when they got to the hospital it was like the emt was down the guy who overdosed was down but i've largely heard that that's a myth now like i'm not sure uh i haven't done a deep dive into that but um yeah that sounds like bullshit um yeah that sounds like like it might have been like a a, and there's also car fentanyl which is 
which is a hundred times more potent than fentanyl. Yeah, which, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's there's also you also have to acknowledge that there is an un, oddly there's an unhealthy mentality within the user community where like there's a culture of wanting to brush with death. Like if somebody here there there's a very common thing where if somebody overdoses on uh, fentanyl or heroin laced with fentanyl, the people who use that want it more. They will go directly to the person that deal it and ask for that specifically because they think they can handle it and the high is going to be even better. Because, like, um, I think, you know, everybody's chasing the dragon. Like, you have that... It's like food challenges. We're like, well, he couldn't eat that 12-pound hamburger, but... I bet I could. But I think in drug culture also, like, we need to... I, I haven't heard a lot of people talk about this, but, like, probably your first trip or your first high or whatever is going to be the best one you're ever going to have. Like, it is going to... Like, whatever. Like, for I, full clarity, like, mushroom trip. I The first time I did it, it was the most cathartic experience in my entire life. Like, I just... It was visually the most intense. Like, I felt just walking away from it i felt reset and like every like i don't do mushrooms a lot but when i do them i'm like that was really good but it's a shadow of the first time that's the premise of chasing the dragon right yeah like so now apply that to every drug but everybody is everybody thinks that they can get back to that level and they're under this false idea that maybe they can and like they keep getting close enough that they keep chasing it but like they're like with fentanyl they're literally cheating death like they're i i was on the, the subreddit and the people were posting photos of these little like uh mech like these stamped pills which are i think being produced mostly in mexico and they they make them look like xanax they make they make them look like everything so which you, that is that is fucked up it yeah <laughs> like, hey you got a headache this one looks like an ibuprofen but uh, yeah they like yeah i mean if they wanted to really fuck anything up they could just I mean, they're putting in. Also, that was another thing in that Vice documentary. There was um, a bear bottle of fentanyl, like pills, and ba- they, uh, Vice reached out and Bear was like, "We have never produced fentanyl pills." Yeah. So like, people just counterfeit it and it looks normal. So which I mean, yeah, I guess that's you just do it to kind of get it through. Who's ever checking that? Yeah. But still, that's. Yeah, but point being, on the Reddit, people were, like, um, the pills, uh, somebody was commenting, essentially, like, be safe. Like, hey, that, it was a whole bag of fentanyl pills, and, like, hey, there's a bunch of hot spots, which I assume are just kind of, like, the the static within the high, where you're, like, kind of, you know, I don't know, get rattled a bit, and, and could potentially cause overdose. And then multiple people were like, I hope there are. I want to hit those hot spots. Like, I, you know, I'm like. I just assume, though, those were more densely oh, kind of yeah, things yeah, yeah. where it's like. Uh, more concentrated. I'm just kind of, yeah, I'm just kind of comparing it to like edibles, uh, marijuana edibles, where like sometimes you'll get one where you're like, wow, that is way stronger than any of the other ones. And I'm having a terrible time. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I, uh, I got to call a family member crying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but. That's how I kind of assumed those were, but I, I could be wrong. But no, that's probably very. That's probably because if these things aren't regulated and they're not being kind of made in a controlled lab, you're probably going to get a lot of those where it's like, oh, this is something being produced in a warehouse somewhere where like 
it's not fully kind of structured in oh, their system. Not but. not whatsoever. Like um, Vice went on site to a fentanyl production plant. They, you know, you think medical you think pills you think medical you, you think, think like the underground lab in break you bad yeah. like where it's like a, this high-end thing that's hidden it's not but, yeah. it is it's old fucking garbage pail like or old fucking garbage home depot buckets yeah. and yeah i mean again maximizing profits they're cutting corners they don't give a shit about your health or the fucking yeah. sterile nature of the experiment they're about to do and uh that that's that's what you're paying fucking 80 bucks a bag for something that might kill you for why so you can drink longer and feel like you that's another thing is like i've heard multiple people like i need to do coke so i can drive home and uh this uh local comic he he was riffing the other night and i was like this is fucking genius he's like yeah but that's not how a breathalyzer works (laughs) yeah you might drive fine or feel like you're sober but you're still gonna blow a 3.2 or whatever yeah in a world where we have solutions already to that. Yeah, Uber, Uber and taxi, like whatever. Sleep in a fucking bush. Yeah, um, yeah. That's I don't know. That's a weird thing. Seems like there's a lot of preventative things that could be done, but uh, again, capitalism. If you're maximizing your profits, uh, you don't care. And it seems like once it leaves you to your people who disseminate it whatever it's out of your control you're like well it's not my problem because i don't i honestly don't think that these dealers are getting anything from killing all of their their customers because no. <laughs> it's like you're losing money then um yeah. so what's the point but yeah i don't know yeah i mean it's the deal i have heard There was an instance where somebody basically got sold an amount. Like the people that sold him the drug knew they gave him a lethal amount, and I I don't know if they intended him to pass out or for him to actually die, but he died. Like they gave him an uh he I, I forget if it was coke or heroin, but he went to buy it. He died, and they eventually it was so they could rob him while he was passed out. So they they killed him over forty dollars in an iphone uh and whatever he paid it seems really exaggerated when you could just get a knife yeah <laughs> he could have just you, you know you could have just robbed him when he showed up yeah like, why that doesn't make you can't yeah, we'll manufacture this drug and then we'll sell it to well him. he didn't manu- like they didn't manufacture it i just sold it to him but oh, okay. you know it's it I mean, there is some legitimacy into that thinking because cigarette companies make cigarettes that kill people. Yeah, but everything kills us. Like, alcohol yeah. kills us. Like, you yeah. know, red meat will kill us. It's just like trusting the consumer to know their limit and, mon- you know, but that's not sexy. Like, no. uh, you know, that again, our culture is childish. It's all about excess. It's all about, like, living at 11. And it's like, yeah, or... Like even exercise, it's like, oh, you you don't just need to do a little bit of exercise. You got to yeah. get fucking yoked. And I feel I feel like this country needs some real problems. <laughs> like you know, well, like, we had them, and look what we did. Well, I mean, like this shit doesn't happen, uh, in like war torn Africa and stuff, or maybe it does. But like a place where like your main concern is not like surviving. 
like here it's like well i need a recreational drug to kill the pain type of thing yeah where if we had more concrete issues of like well we do but we ignore them because we have all these other drugs yeah like i mean rent like if we were if we were focused on our actual problems and being like all right minimum wage hasn't gone up in 30 years uh rent has only skyrocketed fucking the utility bill is literally three times the price that it normally is if we all were just like yeah but what are we gonna fucking do about it yeah like who do we who i want to talk to the manager <laughs> like yeah if we got to, you know it's the eddie pepitone shit it's just like maybe we, instead of fucking but it's bread and circus like we have enough distractions we they that's probably why you know fentanyl we they haven't had a more direct uh crackdown on it in terms of like no this is like it wouldn't be hard i mean it would be hard but like I don't know why we can go to war for one reason and like okay they people ran into the the, uh, the uh, twin towers we're going to war but okay well, that that was a shell game anyway right exactly but <laughs> yeah. also a real threat hundred thousand like if we're talking killing American citizens a hundred over a hundred thousand people die yeah. from opioids that are largely coming either through China or Mexico or why, just produced here yeah like. Yeah. Oxy, like that whole thing with Purdue Pharma, where they were just like, the whole end all of that was that, was that they didn't charge Purdue Pharma at all. And they, and Purdue Pharma basically wrote their whole thing of like, we're not going to take any responsibility for any of this. Um, and you can't say that we had anything to do with it. And I'm like, you're 100% the only person who had anything to do with it. Yeah. But because they made so much money and they basically own every politician, they can be like, well, we're not doing that. Yeah, but I mean, you could... Maybe the American... Again, capitalism. Guerrilla, not a great process. Guerrilla warfare, maybe. Huh? Yeah. Huh? Huh? Anybody? Anybody? We're not condoning it. Just saying. Just saying. <laughs> Have you seen this? Have you seen this? Have you heard of this guerrilla warfare? <laughs> yeah. But it, I mean, it's scary because, like, I mean, I don't, I like full disclosure, I don't do like it may, like, maybe acid would yeah. be laced with fentanyl. Like, but I still, I've done, have, I've done acid one time, I did half a tab as an was, esteemed uh, dare graduate. Uh, <laughs> same, maybe I, it uh, did work for some, but it, some of us, yeah, dare's just a. I just remember a side note of making my dare officer cry because we were making fun <laughs> of him in our uh, class in third yeah. grade, which is third pre- grade. Yeah. We made him start tearing up and had he walked out of the classroom because we were teasing him about being a police officer. I'm good. Um, so, yeah, uh, maybe the, the youth will kind of rebound on its own because we did. But, um, yeah, I don't know. That uh, there, yeah, there is there is no immediate solution to this. Like, I think I don't even think surely we're, we're not going to find it. <laughs> well, beyond that is I don't even think we've seen the worst of it because by I think in uh, I think like 2015, the deaths were like uh, th- like 30,000. And then um, it was like early on, it was like twenty six hundred uh 20 2011 2012 it was like 2600 deaths a year then it popped up to like 31,000 a year in in 2018 and i think we're well over like 50 it might even be a it might be well over 100,000 deaths a, a year um yeah and i mean overdoses. that kind of tracks of like 
it's just starting to become in vogue now. Well, um, it's also like the drug culture because like, I, like I don't know if I was just tuned out and like Coke wasn't wasn't really around, but like Coke is back. Like cocaine is like, is yeah. is like m- way more available and acceptable seemingly. Uh, I've seen way like I I mean when we were going to L A like when we tw- like fucking ten years ago over ten years ago now yeah like people were doing blow in L A like pretty openly but now it's just like I don't I I I don't know like I feel like it's it's uh, it never went away yeah I mean but, it never went away entirely I but, mean coming from but like Pulp Fiction it's like Coke is dead is dead like that yeah yeah and like. Obviously, that's not a fucking documentary, but also yeah, that com- it's a cultural, at the time type of speaking. But feel like maybe there was some truth to it. Yeah. Whereas like Coke is fucking back. Yeah. And like ketam- like powdered drugs, ketamine, like that's the one I'm like I. There might be a day where I would be like I'll try ketamine, but also I'm like, maybe not because like as long as I know. Yeah, I mean it's. I'll test it. How yeah. about that? <laughs> I'll dip a toe. We'll see what happens. Yeah. I mean, like, that's the thing is I just look at from, like, San Clemente's stance where you have people dying of heroin overdose on basically every corner of that entire city. And they're like, nope, no problem here. Nothing happened. Like, somebody overdosed outside of the city limits in every news story that ever existed of anything in San Clemente, at least when I was looking there. didn't happen here. And it seemed like a real, like, no, we're just, don't worry about that. I'm like, no, that dude nodded off in the middle of the plaza uh not sure what you're talking about but i don't know again this this seems like a public policy type of yeah, thing that and like you know i think if we kind of lean into more progressive thinking and not 80 year old white guys we could figure out a solution to this pretty easily but well yeah all, but also just having the conversation and being open and honest about it and just being like well how do we do this and what's like the most because like m- largely we're reactive and it's it's mostly culturally we're reactive and it's all like band-aids and it's just like oh well put a fucking pad out for the person that jumped out of an airplane and it's like maybe they'll survive like but or it's also like all right well how do we get up to the airplane or how do we get the airplane to not take off like you know and we don't really have that cultural mindset we don't have that open communication and like how do you, but how do you get to the point where you start having that because like the only place that really exists is in our military spending where it's yeah. like we planned on growing our military budget by whatever two billion dollars this year like that's the only place that this planning exists because apparently that's our priority yeah because we've been pissing off the entire world for the last hundred so years yeah. so might as well like all right well when <laughs> when uh what's it called um when the chickens come home to roost. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, it's basically what started off this podcast where like the UK's imperialism, like it never works out for you. Like imperialism will never work out for you. I mean, it's, I mean, it does short in a short term way, which is fentanyl again. Yeah. Like, oh, it's, but I mean like, yeah, you piss off the world unless hey. you have a back or backup plan to carry a very large gun yeah, <laughs> like, and, or just don't piss off the world. Yeah, but that's know. it. I'm running for Congress. Start small. I feel Go like for, I'm uh, more qualified than uh, city council. I 
I did have a moment like uh, this ex-pro skateboarder ran for city council in Ventura and he won and he was kind of backed by like a very alt-right like very conservative backed church uh, figure and it was like a kind of a blip in skateboarding and I was like man it'd be really funny to run against him just as a as a, as a goof I feel like <laughs> it'd be pretty funny to get their support and completely flip when you're elected. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Be like, oh, yeah, I'll take all your money and then go completely hard oh, against that would them. Be, that'd be an even better troll. Just like... Complete, we gave you all that money. That You shouldn't have done that. Like you should go, have been more responsible. Go in as Chick-fil-A and turn out to be like a trans vegan rat. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yes. Yeah. Got I, your ass. That would be pretty awesome. At least, at the very least, that would scare big money donors from being like, well, maybe let's vet this dude oh, a little bit that's, more. That's fucking pretty that's a smart way to go about it because if you like get enough people on like donate but then they'll they'll probably kill you but also yeah. they've i mean they'll kill you but they lost their investment and that's really what they care about yeah again and so if enough people money. are win- willing to sacrifice themselves like all right here we go if you're willing to almost die on fentanyl or if you're like on death's door for like suicide uh ideation Maybe run for Congress and just yeah have some fun with it. Let's funnel this despair. Yeah, and uh, like this is <laughs> leave like, a legacy. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've never done fentanyl that I know of. Yeah, love. I'm pretty meat and potatoes when it comes to my recreational drugs. Yeah, you're it's, you're uh, a weed guy. I'm a I do weed like I do I, weed. I do weed like <laughs> I've th- done weed three times a year probably because. But yeah, I don't know. It's not for me. Um, I know judgments. It's for you. Just fucking be safe and understand that. Like, I don't know, man. Like you're kind of getting played. Like, yeah, I mean, just we're all adults here. Yeah, We're all getting played. All, all we're all adults here in the in the in the room. But, you know, just I guess if if you want to go out in a blaze of glory, go out in a blaze of glory. Like, I don't know, just if you're not intending to do it that's where the tragedy comes in where it's like oh, i yeah. just want to have a fun time and yeah if you want fun make you know put up the the uh the bumper bowling and fucking yeah. test your shit and before or, you lose hope on everything just realize we could live in a world where we destroy capitalism <laughs> not uh not trying to get too uh Commie pinko rag here, but uh, I, I like the commie bent that we're we're going on, like, <laughs> and it kind of comes up organically where we're not we're really like, trying to, you know and we what? just this arrive. is bullshit. <laughs> yeah, you know we are getting fucking pimped just out. Arrive at it. Yeah, I I want to write a joke because like the idea of selling out is dead. Like because now every everybody's goal is to sell out. Just like oh, even with this podcast, our goal is like yeah, fucking athletic greens. Come on, like <laughs> yeah, vegan health here. God damn it. Well, like, I'll throw your shit in with mine. Let's get a Patreon going. Does our bond, that fucking, does, do they advertise or do they just solely real, rely on uh, multi-level marketing? Regardless, mm. I will pimp out your shit if it means a little bit of alleviation in my financial realm. Yeah. And then we can take that money and do what whatever we want or, and support our own causes. Or we kill our landlord and just say, I'm not paying rent anymore. Yeah. I own this place now. Yeah. Landlord's not a real job. And don't try to convince me it is. Lord. It's yeah. a lord. Yeah. In fucking 22, we have lords. Fuck you. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> well, we'll leave you on that that bright note. All um, right. We're, we're going to both go spike up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We got a sleepy pup here. Oh. 
Well, thanks for checking out uh, yeah. Parking Lot Drunk. This has been fun. A little uh, darker, a little serious. Uh, we, di- we actually did a bit of research on this one. Yeah. So let us know what, how you felt about it. Um, your fentanyl experiences. Comment, like, subscribe, share. Let us know where we're wrong. And uh, uh, Yeah, if you want to fact check us, that, that feel free. Um, I'll throw some... Uh, I think it was the uh, Underworld podcast. That was the mainly the, uh, the big one that I was listening to. If you want like actual research shit or uh, Painkiller, Amer- America's Fentanyl Crisis, that's also good. Um, I think it's uh, it's I think that's a Spotify only, but uh, it, it's an interesting because it, it's it, this is ongoing. So to check in dirt, like you know, I feel like we're kind of in at least the second quarter of the game, but like. Yeah we're gonna see more of this and it's gonna it, it is it's already evolved like it, the fact that it's in xanax the fact that it's in heroin cocaine. i saw that like people were saying that it's a marijuana yeah oh yeah like, no there were deaths how there were like 40 people that were affected by uh fentanyl laced marijuana which yeah. like when you heard it in the news you're like that's bullshit like who fucking but again like people get all right this is straight oregano and but i'm gonna put yeah. fentanyl in it and because people, like you kind of forget that even though weed is legal, especially here in California, like you can go to the store and get f- legal weed and pay a shit ton of taxes and stuff like that. I'm totally fine with doing that because I understand that's how the society kind of progresses. But there's also a, a huge subset of people that can't afford all that. So they're like, oh, I, I can still get it from Jeff at Speedway. Uh, yeah. Um, and you don't know where that's from. But um, yeah, I don't know. We get, we we don't have any answers. We have all the answers. It's <laughs> just came here for answers. You're in the wrong place. It's just only available through my postcard club, which is available through Patreon. <laughs> yeah, check that out. I just I'm gonna send you in cryptic language. It might sound like me just checking in, but it's coded. Yeah, and you will receive the answers. But yeah, thanks so much for listening. Um, if you want to do your own research and understand. Just talk about it. If you are going through some shit, even alcohol or however you're dealing with life, like let, the way to break the stigma is to break the stigma. Don't talk about, don't just bottle shit up and just think you're alone. You're not. You fucking reach out to us. Reach out to your family. It, you know, we don't care. Like, yeah. Figure it out. Like, we want you here. Take care of each other. Yeah. That's that's the nature of it. Is like take care of each other and let's make this like hell ride worth living. <laughs> and let's just destroy the state. Uh, yeah, and, and let's again, I let's let's tear it down. I feel like that's getting too close to January six talk. So, <laughs> mm. uh, destroy capitalism. And that's yeah. That's a little more. All right. Uh, stop shopping on Amazon and follow us on social media. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, follow us on one of the biggest. <laughs> <laughs> corporate run entities no yeah. demand thanks for watching us on apple podcasts <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> cheers cheers